0: What happens when you put a career-focused woman with two kids trying to balance home and work life in a room with a microphone? Lots of laughter, tears, and great advice. I'm Jill Devine, and welcome to Two Kids and a Career. Okay, behind the scenes, you don't realize this, but I've been trying to get this week's guest on forever. Not necessarily, I don't think that... You're just a busy person, Karen. You're a very, very busy person. I reached out to you... (laughs) A long time ago and I'm finally getting you on. So welcome. (laughs) Thank you.
1: (laughs) We're laughing because I keep thinking about the day that you came into the shop or
0: you know I call it the shop but. Oh we're going to talk about that. that We're going to talk about that. So Karen is known in the St. Louis area as STL Veg Girl, but you have gone national, which we're going to talk about that. That goes hand in hand with the shop. But you'd always be on Show Me St. Louis. I recently had the Channel 5 Girls on, mm-hmm. and we talked about you and how much we all love you. So I would see you on their show. I would think, hmm, she's she's doing something. She's making a difference. She's pretty popular. People really know her. I need to get her on. And then I saw that you were getting ready to open the Center for Plant-Based Living. Well, I was going to say first, before that, the nation's.
1: Yeah, so it is definitely the nation's first
0: fully plant-based
1: nutrition and culinary education center.
0: Okay, so I saw you put this out, and that's when I reached out to you. (laughs) And I said, I need you on this podcast because it didn't have anything to do with being a mom or anything like that I was really interested in just this lifestyle because I believe it is very important for individuals to know this kind of lifestyle to maybe just get them thinking because for me I keep saying I just want to be here for my girls as long as I possibly can and the choices that I make directly affect that. And so that's when I started following you and learning a little bit more about having a plant-based diet. So let's back it up. Let's back it up to STL Veg Girl. Let's <laughs> I know the story, but someone listening may not. So let's go there. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. In 2008, I lost my dad to cancer. And exactly 10 weeks later, I was diagnosed. So I tell people I'm a slow learn. Takes a little while for me to figure things out <laughs> and uh and make things right. So, um, you know, and and truly I always thought that I was healthy, right? Because, you know, the absence of symptoms means that you're healthy, right? Right. So, um, it, it really caused me to uh wake up and think, oh shoot. I've, I've never, there was never any cancer in my family. I didn't know anybody with cancer or any chronic illness growing up. And then this happens, you know, you lose a family member and then, you know, you get the same diagnosis and you think, well, what is, what is this about? And you know, when you buy a new car mm-hmm. and you get a custom color or whatever, and you think nobody has this car, and then you're driving and you're like, gosh, darn it, everybody has this car. What's happening? You're just not really awake you're not really in tune with what's going on around you because especially now with everything being so fast so that's kind of how i felt I, I i started to really think about my life and and the people that i knew and i thought no i did know somebody with cancer no i do know somebody who's like always sick i do this is really around me and i thought well shoot i really i I'm, I'm i'm scared to death you know i'm nearly scared to death lost my dad i had cancer I didn't know what to do. So I started just scavenging around thinking, okay, what do really healthy people do? And so I tried yoga, you know, (laughs) and I tried to meditate. I'm a huge spaz, so that meditation was not working. I tried acupuncture, and I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just in a tizzy. I really, I had no idea what I was doing. So I... I remember thinking, okay, well, growing up, everyone always said, eat your greens, eat your greens, eat your fruits and vegetables, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I didn't care about
0: any of that kind of stuff. Okay, so at this point, you were eating whatever?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I was the lean cuisine g- queen. I mean, you know, frozen, okay. frozen meals, you know, Tyson chicken breasts that I would get at deerbergs thank goodness for the $5 coupon. You know, like, it didn't matter to me. Food was not a thing because I didn't grow up that way. Okay. Campbell's tomato soup, Velveeta grilled cheese, my dad and I would fry spam. I mean, this is the kind of stuff, right? And my parents, of course, didn't know. Like, no. They had nobody, this was not a form of child abuse.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. Right? Right.
1: No. So, but we weren't doing anything to help our, our immune system. So I thought, well, okay, what is this? Okay, how do I eat more greens? Are, you know, gross. You know, i Something green on it. It might have mold on it. Like that's when I would eat it. You know, I mean, there was nothing. There was nothing green in my house. So, uh, and I, I, I can remember going to Doctor Google and putting in or searching cancer prevention, immune boosting, uh, whatever. And, and every single Jill, I swear to God, every single search um, that came up or or result that came up had something to do with a vegan diet people were talking about a vegan diet. This is 2008. Nobody said plant-based. And I thought, well, and pardon me here, but I thought, well, those vegans are crazy. I am not going to become a vegan, you know. <laughs> here we are in the middle of the country. I went to Catholic grade school, high school, college. Like, I mean, I was very sheltered. I've learned a lot since. And weeks, weeks. Vegan diet, vegan diet. That's that's what I just because I kept searching, I did not want to believe that plants would help you become healthy. And Possibly prevent cancer. Possibly prevent a whole host of chronic illnesses, much less reverse them. So, in one fell swoop, and just just to check off a box, I thought, fine, fine, I'll just do it. So, I took everything out of the kitchen that had anything to do with any animal products, pitched it, went to the grocery store, and I can remember I went to Deerbrook's, and I I went got the cart and went into the grocery store. And went to the produce section, had no idea what I was putting in my cart. I just remember reading, Eat the Rainbow. So I put the rainbow in my cart. And then I went down to the aisle that has the beans and the canned tomatoes. And research says, hey, that's good. It has something called fiber and lycopene and vitamin this and vitamin A and or vitamin this and vitamin that. So I put those things in my cart. And then I went over to the bakery section and I was not going to get, now I had graduated to whole wheat bread but we know it wasn't real it's not real whole wheat it has a caramel color in it yes yes yes, yes. you heard it here first it's a marketing scam you <laughs> are going
0: what yeah <laughs> I know
1: check your labels so I uh I went over to the the bread that has lots of nuts and seeds or something in it -hmm a five pound hippie loaf, I called it. It was like a doorstop. And I heaved that thing in the cart and I got home and I thought, well, damn, I don't know what to do with any of this because hardly anything has any labels on it. Nothing says to put it in the microwave and, and turn it halfway through. So again, back to Google. Vegan 101 recipes. And oh my God, I sucked at cooking so badly. Sucked, sucked, sucked. I was horrible at it. And really? God. Oh, no, no, no. Well, you have to remember. So, I grew up with my mom making the the Campbell soup, the tomato soup, and I, you know, my dad and I fried spam. And it, the emphasis was not on food growing up. I had the most perfect childhood ever, ever, loving family, great friends, great part of town I grew up in. Like, I could not have asked for more as a kid. Food had nothing to do with it.
0: You just ate what you had. You or or what was given to you. Yeah. That was it. Well, because I'm just fast forwarding the story in my mind at what I've had of yours. And I'm thinking, okay, I can't cook. And you're giving me a little bit of hope. But (laughs) I'm like, no, Karen, you can cook. I
1: can now. Now. Okay. All right. Now. And here's the thing. Like and that's very interesting, Jill, that you said that, like you think, you know, you you say you can't cook. I don't believe you for a second, but I understand where you're coming from. Here's the thing. I when this whole thing happened, when I had cancer and then I was healing and I was do I was scared to death. I was working full time. Okay, I had a corporate job and my husband and I were rehabbing a house in the city that we lived in at the same time. So we we found this duplex and we turned it into a single family and so I'm I'm healing from surgery. I'm working full time. I'm dealing with the loss of my dad. I'm trying to help my mom out with that. I'm trying to help my brother out with that. I'm like, I'm in pain because the back of my arm is killing me from them taking the tumor out. Um, and I realized through all kinds of medical studies that I just would just immerse myself in that this v- this crazy vegan diet actually could be the way to a healthy body and a boosted immune system. And perhaps a prevention of anything else. Who knows? But I got to give it my my all my efforts. But all my efforts were just they were scattered through life. So I didn't have a kitchen to cook in because we were rehabbing it. There was no kitchen. I, I was sad. I was overworked. I was I was trying to be a good wife. I was trying to be a good daughter. I was it. I could not get out of my own way. So when anybody tells me I don't have the time. I don't really want to because I really didn't want to either. I didn't really want to eat this way. I have met everything at the door. I I can relate to anybody who says whatever, whatever excuse or reason they're going to give for not wanting to go down this path.
0: I get it. Before we continue with the story, I want to say this because I feel like especially today in 2019, somebody is listening and they're like, okay, what's the shtick? What does she want me to buy? That is not why I have you here. There's nothing to buy. This is you and education. And that's what's so important to me and with this podcast, help, helping one another, helping ourselves. And so that's why I'm interrupting right now saying this is not about sending you here and having you buy this. This is your true story to Tell someone else that maybe be in this, this situation and that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because I do believe there are still individuals. I know at 2008, vegan totally was a hippie word. But I still believe in 2019, we've come a long way, but we still have a way to go. Oh, sure. And even just this town,
1: St. Louis, you know, middle mm-hmm. of the country has come a long way Um, but, but you're right. There's, I mean, there's always room for improvement, right? And we do have, if you go out to the coast and then you come here and you think, oh yeah, there's room for improvement, but gosh darn it, you know, people, this, this little town, it's, it's really come very, very far in the last decade.
0: So when did you start noticing a huge difference once you started to adopt this lifestyle?
1: Um, you know, it, it took a while because again, I was just, there was so much happening in my life i you, you know when well we're both crazy busy everybody's crazy busy right. you you just you just put out the hottest fire first right mm-hmm. you just react 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 and actually about probably 2 or 3 years ago somebody asked me that question and they said what what benefit have you noticed and I didn't get all of this energy because, oh, my God, I think I would explode. Um, (laughs) I, (laughs) I don't know, except I can remember up until 2008, every January or February, I would get so sick, whether it be, well, I would call it the flu, but who knows if it was really the flu. It was a horrible, horrible cold that would put me in bed for a week. And you know, that kind of That kind of illness where you're like, shoot me, put me out of my misery, you know. And (laughs) I have not had that since I I adopted a plant-based diet. I have not been sick since I adopted a plant-based diet. I mean, you have a little bit too much wine. It's not going to cure that. But other than, you know, I have not really had a cold. I don't have allergies. I have not had the flu or that type of cold that I used to get. Mm -hmm. None of that stuff. And don't tell me that's coincidence.
0: That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Back to the cancer, cancer free. Mm-hmm. Any issues since the tumor was removed?
1: Yes, and I say I have not been sick since then. I go to the derm now um, often and well, every six months, and um, they found it again. Really? Yeah, in the back on my back, and I had that. I mean, that was just an easy in office take it out, take or take it off. Um, but yeah, so. I can remember my um, my dermatologist at the time, and I didn't. I never had a dermatologist growing up. I never had a, any skin issues, so I didn't even know. I worked at a medical practice, so I asked one of the doctors who I was friends with. I said, "I have this thing on the back of my arm, and I don't know what it is. Like, I kind of just want to pick it off, you know," <laughs> and but something's telling me not to. And this is when my dad was failing in health, so I waited until after. Oh, and to go to the doctor and um and when i first went in to see this dermatologist he um he wanted to buy he biopsied it and i didn't even know at that point that that meant like oh i might have something going on here right yeah they they found it again um and they took it right off and oh i was going to say the dermatologist who was clearly not plant-based but said to me okay Because you, and I had malignant melanoma, so that's, he said, because you did so much damage to your skin many, many years ago, this has a very good chance of popping up again and again and again um, throughout your life. However, because of the way that you're eating, you are boosting your immune system. And so maybe if you weren't eating so well, you might have it 10 more times, like I'm just, this is just, you know, you might have it 10 more times in your life. But because you're so pro- proactive now, you're boosting your immune system, maybe it'll only come up two more times. Maybe it'll only come up three more times. We don't know, but we need to keep checking you and make sure that if whenever it does come up, we nip it and get it get rid of it. So I thought that was very interesting. And he did not follow a plant-based diet at all. However, he was supportive in my choices to do so, and he knew enough to know just that very simple, thought process of, okay, well, you're eating well. You're doing well for your body. It's going to take a while for that to catch up. Mm -hmm. Keep
0: going down that path. So that's why I stick with it. And a teachable moment, the dermatologist, if you don't go and have your skin checked every year, and it doesn't matter if you have any skin issues or not, please start doing it. (laughs) I harp on my girlfriends all the time. I unfortunately, have seen a dermatologist since I was a teenager because i i and I continue to suffer with issues, but it wasn't until well i don't know if it was my twenties or thirties that we started the skin checked, and I really realized the importance of that It's just like early prevention, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you got to get it checked out because you have no idea, so right there's that all right now, completely fast forward <laughs> to the center how what when why i mean that was okay. a crazy leap of faith i can't even tell you yeah so
1: um here's the thing so let me just say let me just back up and then i'll really fast forward for you um i was uh, cooking i would regularly cook and i use that in air quotes because i would just assemble food this is before veg girl and everything so this was the, this was the schedule of events in the morning we would wake up I would go to the gym, he would go to the gym, we'd come home, we'd take our showers, go to work all day, come home, put on gross clothes, and then start knocking down walls and painting or doing whatever in the house because, again, we were rehabbing, and then around 10, 10.30 at night, we would eat dinner. So at night I would assemble food because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing and I just knew that I wanted no animal products. So uh, Tim, my husband, my lovely, lovely husband, <laughs> um, was sitting on a just a, a couch that was just full of, of plaster and grossness. And I give him this food and tension is so high because we're just trying to do way too much. And and I'm like, here, here's your food, here's your dinner. Let's sit down. Let's watch the news. And he looks up at me, like, I mean, with these puppy dogs. And I said, what? Just what? Just just what? Just say it. Just say it. And he goes, Karen, if you keep cooking like this, you're going to kill us both. <laughs> because my food was so horrible. And I mean, it was like that kind of like, you know, ugly cry, but laugh. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, so then thank goodness we had buckets of hot sauce, and we just threw it all over food because (laughs) hot sauce makes everything fine. Oh, yeah. So little did I know, the next day, he looked for a vegan cooking class. Didn't even occur to me. You know why it didn't occur to me? Because I still didn't care because I still didn't want to cook this way because my heart was really not in it. Again, I was fear-driven, totally fear-driven. And so he found a, a cooking class at Whole Foods, Brentwood, when they had those. We got there. We sat in the front, full class. And the instructor, who's still a friend of mine, slinging plants like nobody's business. She's given us all this food. It was delicious. I thought, eh, I can do this. Not forever, but I can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she calls me after class. She says, do you want to be my assistant? You could have peeled me off the ceiling. I was so excited. And for two and a half years, I was her pack mule. And I just handed out recipes and did her dishes. And it was only twice a month at both Whole Foods after work. And no big deal. Two and a half years later. She leaves town. Her husband is, um, is transferred. And Whole Foods says to me, where are you going? I said, well, unless you have somebody else for me to assist, I'm out of here. Thanks so much. This has been great. And they said, no, 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 we think you ought to teach. And I said, no, 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 I don't think I should teach because I've never taught anyone anything, nor do I have any interest in that. And they said, okay, well, here's the paperwork. So I get home and I told Tim... And he goes, "Oh my God, you have to do this!" And I said, "There, who? Hi, have we met? I have never taught anyone anything." And he said, "This is you. You come home and you are glowing. You have to." And I said, "No." And he goes, "Okay, well, let's sit down and we start doing the paperwork." And I thought, "God, darn it, Tim, no!" You know. So this was in 2011, and in 2009, I joined Twitter with a handle of STL Veg I only joined it just so that I could stalk other people and see what was going on in this whole food industry. And I'm looking at this paperwork from Whole Foods back up to 2011, and it says, you know, name, address, social security number, business name. And I thought, well, I don't have a business. That, that, no. And I just put in my Twitter handle, STL Girl. That's how Girl was born. And I started teaching there. And once I started teaching there, I thought, oh gosh, okay, if somebody's going to spend their time and money with me, I've got to give them real, real information. I have got to deliver because I want everybody who comes through that door to leave at the end of the night and think, thank God I went. So I got trained at the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine in DC, was admitted to that program. Then uh, years later, I went to eCornell and got my nutrition certificate in plant based nutrition. And this, that, and the other. So that's how Veg Girl was born. In 2011, that same year, the cancer support community calls me, and they said, we know the training you just got in D.C. It was pretty rigorous. We want you to come here and help our cancer patients understand about you know, plant-based nutrition. And that was my full circle moment. Because I lost my dad, because I had cancer, and now the cancer support community called me, didn't even interview me. I sat down with the director, and she said, here's an empty calendar. Put your name on it, wherever you want. And it's still, I have chills. I have chills right now. It was was so awesome. And it was also the first time when I walked into the cancer support community, I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool to have a whole vegan, or we were saying plant-based by that time, plant-based, vegan, brick-and-mortar something. And then I just let that go out of my mind, because I thought, well, somebody with a lot more money with more clout, with more knowledge. We'll do that someday. And I always just kept in the back of my head. Fast forward up to two years ago, I thought, well, nobody's doing it. Hmm. So I called, I have I have some friends who are very high up in the plant-based world, and one being the guy who wrote the movie Forks Over Knives. His name is Brian Wendell. And I called him and I said, um, hey, has anybody done this? And I kind of told him what I wanted to do. And he said, No, no one's doing that. I said, why? He said, because they're all service based, just like you. You go to grocery stores, you go to community centers, you go to people's homes, you go into wherever and you share your knowledge. And I said, yeah, but I'm sick and tired of being that pack mule, taking my stuff all around town. I think there ought to be a place where people can always come and learn. And share and explore and support. And he said, well, I'm sorry, but nobody, you can't copy any kind of business model because it doesn't exist. So I said, OK, thank you very much. And I started saving. And on the anniversary of my dad's passing, we opened up, again, the nation's first plant-based nutrition and culinary education center.
0: For me, listening to your story, I could listen to it over and over and over again. But as soon as God gave you the STL Veg Girl, that I don't know, that's what hit me. Soon as you got that Twitter name, that's where that's where you were meant to be. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay. So back to the center. It's a long name. I know. <laughs> and so people say what? And I will tell you, you can go in there and have demonstrations by you. You can learn. You can meet friends. You can just have a good time. And. Yeah. It wasn't until I went in and saw it that I really understood. And what's really crazy, too, for me, because I can't cook. And I know you say I can, but my husband would argue on that one. Um, There was one thing that you made, and it was this chicken salad. But clearly it wasn't chicken. And I remember it was so good, and we made it. And I made it based on... I made it at home based on um, memory. I did forget the Dijon mustard, so I know that for next time. But it was one of those things that I said to my husband, hey, like I left your center and when I came home, I was just jacked up. Like, oh, this is so exciting. I really (laughs) think that we need to understand and learn more about this and just just in general, like we are helping the environment we we are helping ourselves now I know that if we're only doing this one time are we making a huge difference but it's a start he said i'm I'm on board he said if you want to take the vegetarian slash vegan option meals that's fine that will be your thing and so we've we've slowly slow we're learning mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like you but it at first I thought I can't even begin to cook these items like this is too hard to cook. And that chicken salad was probably one of the easiest things ever. And then you have this miso soup that I love miso soup and I've made it twice. One of the easiest things. So I just thought that cooking that way was just way too difficult. And I think a lot of people think that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're overwhelmed because I think there's just so much there's so much information out there now. Yeah. You know, and it's overwhelming. And um, I don't know if you have this um, problem like I do, where if I have a glass of wine or two and then I get online and I go to Amazon. (laughs) Oh, oh, don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like cookbooks just arrive. Yes. Like every day. Yes.
0: Yeah. And do they ever get opened? Sometimes. Maybe. Yeah. I flag them all and then it's like, oh,
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, where'd that one go? <laughs> right, right. Because then you know we all have ADD to a certain extent, and you're online during the day, and then you start looking at recipes, and you have all these books. Like, but it just it, There's too much information. Yes, and well, I don't know if there's too much, but there's just a lot. There's and, a lot. Yeah, and um, so you just kind of you, you have to focus, and you have to go. You have to find the most simple recipes there is, and then you, and that's how you build kitchen confidence. So you're. Conf- a little bit more confident now. I am in With- cooking this way because I or anybody would have been able to show you that the the uh, chicken salad that we mm-hmm. made it was a no cook recipe. You were just assembling. Yeah, and
0: it's delicious, right? It is, and that's the thing is, and I've said this in several episodes. I like to bake because I follow a recipe, and that's the way I do things. So. For me to see you put the things you put together in recipe form, it makes sense for me. And I can handle that. Like I just can't put stuff together. That's not me. I don't know how. I don't know what tastes well with what or what needs acidity to make it pop. That's foreign to me. So that's why I think I get very nervous and scared in the kitchen.
1: One thing, if you, with all of my um, hands-on classes... I have two big ball mason jars full of spoons and I put them around because it is imperative that you taste as you go that's how we learn that's how we learn to layer flavors and build flavors and and create really delicious meals if you're at home cooking or baking something probably not baking but if you're cooking something for you know your friends coming over you're gonna taste as you go right when you're in a class do the same thing and and when you're in a class now you have, other people around to ask or the instructor to ask, how do I do this? How do I do this? And that's all part of it. Just it, you, you have to learn by learning, right?
0: Yes. And I think that that's the thing. You can't be scared. And I'm not there yet, so I'm, I'm working on it. So if anyone wants to learn more about you or learn more about the center or take a class, where should they go?
1: Well, everything's online. Okay. So all the classes, all the events, and the registration is online. And what's the website? It's cpbl-stl.com.
0: I'm glad you said it slow. (laughs) (laughs) Changing gears for a little bit. So after I had, back to the beginning of this, the Channel 5 Girls on. Yeah. In that episode, we talked a lot of, well, I mean, we talked mommy stuff and we talked about different ways of thinking and how we're more efficient as mothers now. It was Allie, Dana, and me talking about all this and how. It's a great episode, by the way. Oh, thank you. Really, really good like how before kids, I could sit at work, no offense to the husband, but I could sit at work until six o'clock and then get home. Now that I have kids, it's like, okay, I have a time set in mind and it's head down, get the stuff done, let's go. And we were all talking about that. And and Allie actually brought up, because I said, you know, your friends are affected too. And she said, yeah, I had that kind of remorse too with my coworkers that, you know, these were individuals that I would sit and talk to forever. And now I don't, I, I just, it's not that I don't want to talk to them, but I don't want to talk to them. But I still love them. And you sent me a message and said, well, you, you say what you said. Well, Do you remember? No. I mean, I remember. I remember texting you. You said and- basically that it was a teachable moment for you because you realized your career was your child. Yes. And that you went through similar situations, although you didn't have any children. It was your business. And so it made you also realize yeah. and appreciate what your mom friends were going through because you didn't you didn't know. Yeah. And when you said that, because I we had already set up this podcast episode and you <laughs> said that I'm like, oh, uh, hello. <laughs> we are going to talk about that, too. And I had emailed Dana and Allie and I said, I just got to tell you. STL Veg Girl sent me a message and said she had a teachable moment, and Dana got very excited. She said, well, what was her teachable moment? And I explained it to her, and they both were very happy you brought that forward. So I wanted to give you this opportunity, too, to talk about that a little bit as being someone who's career-focused without any children.
1: Yeah, it's been been interesting um, because— Trying to think. I think all of my no, like 99% of my friends, girlfriends have children. And, you know, I've kind of felt well no, I I have felt um kind of left left, left out. out. Yeah. You know, because they're they now have this language and I don't speak it. And um, you know, when we're if we're out and somebody says, Well, I have to get home because whatever, fill in the blank child needs this, that or there and I kind of am like gosh no this is our time like you need to have another glass of wine no i never get to see you know but it's now that STL veg girl and the center have gosh you know in the last few years i've just there's no time and i'm i'm the same way now because i have filled in that part of my life that i guessed i guess might have been a child or two or th- or whatever with this business and um, so I, I, do, I mean, I, I'm not a mom, so I can't say I understand, you know, but I get, okay, I've got to be home and I've got to do this, or I've got to be out of the, I was at the shop for 45 minutes today because I, I was working from home and then I had to go in there and do a few things so that I need to come down here and be with you. So it, it's still, cra- now it's, it's crazier than ever, but, but, but at least now I understand where they're coming from my mommy friends are coming from and I have a whole new respect for that and I'm ashamed to say that I didn't have a respect before because that's not I'm I love them you know so when you don't have children but you do have a career especially one that you you build maybe right um yeah it's it's really it's a lot of teaching moments for me I'm going through a, a, a big learning curve right now
0: And I don't know if you know this, and I talked about this with Katie Fitzpatrick in this season. She came to me and she is uh, newlywed and she said, man, Jill, my friendships have really changed now that I'm married. My girlfriends are pretty much all single and I'm the first one to get married. And, you know, my priorities have shifted and we sat down and we talked about it because I was the single one for the longest time out of my group of friends. I was the last one to get married. I was the last one to have kids. I didn't think I even wanted kids. So I know exactly what you went through, Karen, because I didn't understand why they weren't calling me back right away yeah. or why they weren't answering their phone or why they weren't taking my text messages. Like, Why are you doing this? And now I... <laughs> You have said it it. very personally. Yes. And I have said it multiple times now. You can text me and it might be weeks before I text you back. Not really. But it could be quite a while compared to chaos can erupt in 30 seconds in the house. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't appreciate or understand what my girlfriends were going through. Yeah. And I am so glad that they all did have one another and not one person was going through it by herself, I would have rather, and I think in most situations, and I know I, it's hard to say this, but I would rather have the one person be the odd man out with not kids, without kids, than be the one that has kids and has, because the no hormones support. and emotion, like the the crazy ass things that you think, and if you have no one there, yeah. Um, Not discounting not having kids because, again, I was that person, but you do start to immerse yourself in certain situations, and that's where I also believe certain friendships come into play in your life, too, for that. These core group of my best friends are my best friends, and while there were times we didn't talk as much because of whatever, we've come back to There's never been a question. Now, have there been friends put in my life at different times that we don't talk anymore? Absolutely. But I think they were put there for that reason for that time. That's true.
1: No, I I 100 percent believe that, too, because people have come in and out of our lives. Yes. And we needed them at those, at certain, and I don't mean we used them. <laughs> That's not, absolutely it's just,
0: not. They needed it just as much exactly, as we did.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think even that is kind of hard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, growing up when it, all my friends were dating lots of boys or whatever, going, I mean, I always had just one boyfriend. Like, I, right. I'm kind of that, that person who hates to see people drift in and out of my life but it does happen and now that life now that we're a little bit more older and a little and bit wiser. more wiser <laughs> a little more wise uh i and have thicker skins right yes um it it's all part of life right now um but uh but back when all my girlfriends were having their their kiddos and they were new mommies and their lives were totally tossed up into Oh my gosh, what's happening to my body? What's, you know, I, and they were clinging onto each other. And I was out like, wait, what's happening? It's hard. Yeah.
0: It's very yeah. hard. Why is no one
1: talking to me? Why? What is this language you guys have? You know, why? Yeah. It was, it was really difficult.
0: Very difficult. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely not discounted at all. And I can say that I know exactly how you felt. And yeah. that, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. But, you have your own baby now. Oh man! In a different form that doesn't backtalk you.
1: <laughs> well, I don't
0: know. There's, there's a lot of people that come through that door. <laughs> but these friends, do they? What do they say to you now?
1: My girlfriends. Yes. My, well, and it's interesting now that their their kiddos are are older now, and some are driving, and so they they have more time, if you will. Um, yes. And it, it, we are all reconnecting a lot more, and it's oh, it's so great. They're so, you know, I have, I just did my first, um, it, it's an introduction on how foods fight cancer mm-hmm. class. And okay. It's part of my, uh, part of a longer series, but this was just a one-off class. It was oh, Tuesday night, maybe. I don't know. Um, and I have three girlfriends, one who has cancer now and she has surgery next week, um, and two who've had cancer. And the three of them came to this class you know, for free. I mean, I just, I said, you're in. um, so, And they were all very supportive afterwards. And they, you know, so they were so thankful that they had the information. So um, I can't tell you, like, I, I don't know of any of my friends who aren't supportive and have been absolutely wonderful with what's going on. And, you know, I, I do it for them. I do it for my family. I do it for everybody, you know? I really am trying to be the resource that I wanted back in 2008. That's why I'm doing it.
0: I love it. I can't wait to watch you grow and watch the center grow and have you back on and actually work on my lifestyle too and I'm just so thankful that I reached out to you. And got you into my life because oh, you're so sweet. Thank no, you. I'm s i am like really the times that I've been with you, and it's only been a few times. Actually, twice, but talking to one <laughs> another those multiple times every time, I just there's just this different kind of energy. So it's good. It's really good. It's so good. <laughs> you are making a difference, girl. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Really, this is great. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and if you're feeling really generous, write me a review and don't forget to join me next week for a new episode of Two Kids and a Career. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.